This is the Trailer Trash All-Stars Podcast. Gosh, it's only going to be 45 minutes. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's guys? We are back. Eric Scallon and my good friend, Crazy Tim Crater. I missed you. Holy gracious, it's been so long. Man, we just... Been busy. Been real busy, you know. We apologize. We'll try to get back in the grind. We've had a lot of uh, our listeners call us and send us messages like, what are you guys doing? I'm on some grown man stuff right now. Yeah, man. I'm raising children. So we'll try to get more consistent, but we're happy to be back with the Trailer Trash All-Stars. We have some serious content to discuss today. I think a lot of people, and we'll get to this. But I think a lot of people's minds are clouded today in America with a whole bunch of stuff that uh, is not paying attention to the real issue. What you mean by that? There's a good possibility we're going to World War Three. So. Oh, believe that. that. That's happening. Within but the you last, don't see nothing about within the, that. Yeah, within the last couple of days, things oh. have turned dramatically uh, for the worst. It, in case you're, I'm sure a lot of you, this is not on Facebook, I'm sure y'all are covering uh, the Trump-Hillary catastrophe. Yeah, but, we're uh, talking about whether or not Trump's grabbing genitalia. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah the, the, we're about to break out in World War Three. So basically, what's going on, we all know that Syria, it's a shithole. There's a lot of problems in that area. All right? But Assad, who, run, who leads Syria, the major problem is Syria's Russia's major ally in the Middle East. All right. Really their only surviving ally. Libya has gone to shit. They've lost four billion dollars in weapons contracts because of Libya. Iraq and Iran are not cooperating effectively with Russia. And the truth is Syria is a very close neighbor of Russia and a country that they do a ton of business with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but uh the problem is, with Assad and ISIL in power, people are dying. Mm. You know, people are leaving, and we have this whole refugee problem. And At you know, record levels. The pro- this is an international problem, yeah. right? And I'm not offering any type of solution, but it is a serious problem from Syria. They are leaving. Where are they going to go? Well, it's not just affecting the Middle East anymore. It's affecting Europe. It's affecting pro- everybody. And the fact that Russia is supporting them right, and, and supporting Assad... And supporting the current regime in power is where there's a breakdown of communication with the U.S., with the U.N., and with a majority of the world's powers. There aren't a lot of people right. on Russia's side other than China. Right. The, the U.N. wants a transition of power. And until that happens, you know, there's not I mean, there, there's a line drawn in the sand. And believe it or not, we've been... In war with Russia by proxy, you know, for the last couple of years, you know, we never outright, you know, but hey, we have certain allies, and that's a yeah, big problem. We, we have allies; right. they have allies. And We've put is, ourselves on the opposite end of their allied negotiations multiple times. What when what happened with the Ukraine happened? We put ourselves on the side of the Ukraine. We did not take Russia's side. We allowed you, the Ukraine to garner its independence from Russia, and you know that pissed off a ton of Russians and Vladimir Putin and it was a huge uh, a huge world political and socio-economic event for Ukraine to gain its independence from Russia and have the support of the UN 
the U.S. and the world. And now we are taking the opposite side of Russia with the Syria thing. And right. so I agree with both trend with with both with us doing it both times, but. I do see how it's putting us on the opposite side. Well, Russia, Russia. sees it, sees the hypocrisy in the yeah. United States. Well, why is it okay for the United States to evade, uh, go, go into Iraq, have all these conflicts, you know, in Iran and uh, Afghanistan? Because we, we went to the Vietnam War. Because you know, and we, Eric, we're doing all those things for our own selfish interests and sure. money. My money. And so, therefore, it's it's okay if we're doing it right. for the Hillary Clinton Foundation. It's just not okay if Russia's doing it. You know, and and I do. I have to agree that it's a um, it's a hip, it's a hypocritical right. stance. And understand, understand. And listen, the, the U.S. Do. does it, and nobody contests them. Nobody contests us when we do it. America, America, America it is, is why. But no, but the problem is that you know the, a, a large portion of the Russian economy is based off you know oil and gas, their natural resources, right? Uh, well, Eric, let's be honest. That is their. Right. Economy. Right. That's Russia's a, natural resources is there. That's everything. You know, so the, the, their economy w- was in shambles. And, and Putin, you know, he, look, whatever you say about the guy, he's a great leader. Great he's leader. A, he he's turned a dictator, their country around. But, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a dictator for sure, you know, but no, he, he made a tax on the U.S., you know, and, you know, and claiming, hey, we claim we're a democracy, but you no, know, are we a democracy? And, and you got to understand that there's an information war going on, on right now as far as with. Uh, putting out information information he puts out to the American public he talks to the American public yeah he talks to the American public and he influences our opinion now Tim what do you think for the first time I, I in history I mean uh, a foreign country is interfering with the presidential election I mean we're talking about 18 days away people believe that Putin and high uh, ranking Russian officials are behind this WikiLeak, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly what was released, but uh, I believe some content about uh, Hillary receiving money. I, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. I, I'm, right. I'm not even sure. But are you saying that because you're a, you're a defender of the liberal mindset? I'm not a defender of anyone. Oh, oh, I'm not a defender oh, of anyone. Oh, I'm just. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but who would have thought in the Cold War, right? So in the '80s that we would ever get so far that Russia could actually, utilizing hackers and utilizing propaganda-style media, could realistically affect the outcome of a presidential election in the United States. Just the possibility that that could happen would have blown the minds. Right, Putin basically saying, "Hey, if Hillary Clinton gets in the office, we're going to war. We have a problem. He has uh, uh, he has recalled, you know, uh, with all foreign citizens back to the motherland. Yep, and uh, which is a term that says, "Come on, come on home. We're going to war. Yeah, about to get real. That's a term that specifically communicates to the world. Please return to the motherland." We got to talk about some stuff. We're going to war. Yeah. Is, is Russia are they flexing? Are they flexing, or is, is just just a power? Uh, Russia trying to show its dominance as a world power, and I, I think that's that's one of Putin's goals. That he see he definitely sees the United States as a world power, and I think he is willing to go to war though, it, which but, is terrifying. But I do I do believe that Vladimir Putin is willing to go to war, and he's willing to die for what they believe. Russia has always been willing to go to war. And if you think about World War One and World War Two, they started with 
diplomatic entanglements right. that were very similar to what we're seeing in but, Syria. It, it, it was a chain reaction. It wasn't one thing. It was a chain of things. Kind of like what happened with the Ukraine, what's happening with oil and gas prices, what happened with Syria, right. the fact that Russia's suffering because its main resource is oil and gas. The, the price of gas due to what's going on in the Middle East has been lowered dramatically. That's affected their gross domestic product, their GDP. Russia's suffering because of this whole thing, and it right. needs to find a way to get itself out of it. And Russia believes that, look, American policies, American sanction directly affects their economy. Absolutely. And what is war about? War is about money. Or it's about, about resources. Money. It's about resources. Sure. Well, you have more resources than me, or you're you're stopping me, my country, from getting resources and money and power. You know, we're gonna go to war. You know, so uh, it it's complicated. You know, I'm sure the United States would go to war for less. You know, for sure. so, absolutely. Well, we have many times. Now, what happened with Vietnam? Why did we go to war with Vietnam? It was way less than what's happened with Russia. Way less. Same with Afghanistan. You know. The, a lot of the wars that we've been in have been on a much smaller scale in terms of their um, uh, active revolt of America than what Russia's doing. The yeah. difference is this war will be a nuclear war. Yeah, they're playing for keeps. Man, yeah. major powers in play, you know, and um, who. In any case, make sure you're paying attention, America, because uh, it's getting serious. Every day, it's more serious. The talks um, by the Secretary of State of Russia and by Vladimir Putin are terrifying. Nonetheless, what about these debates we've been seeing lately? Uh, well, uh, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Barnum and Bailey circus. You know what? I, I, I watched the uh, the third and uh, final debate. Yeah, I, I guess that uh, Trump went into it knowing that he had to seem a, a little bit more presidential. I have to be honest; he I, did much better. I think he did much better. But you know, you acting someone, hey, a non politician to play politics, and look, he's not the best. No, he's not the best debater. He's never going to beat Hillary in that game. Hillary, she has a rebuttal. Uh, she's composed. She, she holds her composure and her posture very well. Very she never well, seems yeah. rattled, you know. So, it, and, and what he's doing is is a little bit different, you know. But um, I don't know, man. I, I just, think uh, one of the crazy things is that um, you know the lean with the media towards Hillary Clinton has been, you know, almost crazy. I think I feel like it's. It has dramatically affected the integrity of American media. Right. You support now, the- I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I support either one, but when you see an entire media engine go all in on one candidate just- and completely try to destroy the other candidate, any of his supporters, humiliate them on TV... It really gives a difference of opinion when it comes to the media because you start to believe, well, this is not about what's true. This is about this their is a prop- agenda. This is a propaganda, this is a propaganda machine. machine. You understand, yeah. if you work at one of these networks and you openly support Trump, I mean, man, they're, they're going to get you out. They're going to fire you they're for gonna, sure. They're, they're going to find a way to get you out. Yeah, I've know? watched news. I've watched uh, you know things on CNN or NBC News or whatever where they have a, a person who's representing the Republican side and... 
they start talking about something, the WikiLeaks thing or whatever, and then the screen goes, the screen goes blank, and oh, we must have lost them. And you're like, what? That's crazy. And whether you're for, I'm not even, you know, I'm not saying I'm necessarily for Trump or for Hillary. I'm just saying, as a person who lives in a free country and expects that there's a measure of integrity within our media, to see that it's like, wow, we don't have, they don't, don't care there, there, there at is, all. It's gone. No, it's all sensationalism. You know, it's just. What's gonna? It's all about what's gonna get clickbaits. It's shenanigans, what's, man. What's gonna sell? It is it's, just, it's just, it's just BS. You know, shenanigans. And, and, and it's a shame that you know. Luckily, with the internet, you know, we have the resources to go to different websites to seek out our own information. Right. Instead of a story, you know. I mean, why? who would have thought that um, the American public would put so much value in something as fringe as WikiLeaks? to determine the presidency of the United States of America. What what is WikiLeak? Who is Juliana Assange anyway? What the fuck is going on <laughs> that we are going to trust a fringe news media rushes behind it all that releases like, crazy stuff all the time like everyone is on WikiLeaks nonstop. They must have gotten 200 million hits in the last five days just based off this political election. What, what, what was found in WikiLeaks? I don't, I don't even know. Just a lot of the emails from Hillary Clinton and, dude, there's stuff on there. I'm, probably, I'm sure it's a lot of stuff that can very easily be taken out of context Absolutely. as well. And that's what But I'm just the facts that a fringe internet media company like that, or it's not even a company, but a fringe media outlet like that could have the power that it has right now because the regular media is so untrusted by the population. I remember in the when I was a kid, man, like in the 80s and stuff, my parents, what came on ABC or NBC News, gave, my parents gave that the same truth value as the Bible. Like they believed whatever came out that stupid TV. Like they believed it. Like if they, they said something on the TV, that was it. That was the truth. My grandparents believed in the television. My kids don't believe in the television no more. No one believes anything that's going on on TV. We think they're all lying. It's crazy, you know? No trust, man. Yeah, it's a really... It, it's, it's, it's trying it's, to sell us something. It's, it's delved awful. so deep into this despicable, disgusting scenario that we have these two rodeo clowns running for president and look i'm not even gonna lie it is more beneficial for me as a person as a business owner and as someone who lives in south louisiana to have Hillary, bill clinton win yeah i mean you know i'm living south louisiana this is an oil and gas environment the economy of my state runs off of oil production, natural gas production. So for me, if it's Hillary, a, it's, if, it's, if it's Hillary no wins, if Hillary wins, she's going to go again away from oil and gas production, which is crazy. She was talking about having electrical grids yeah. tied in with I mean, Mexico or it's working just, together. It's like, just, it's just going to severely affect the economy of South Louisiana if Hillary Clinton wins. So for me, just based on the economy, and I'm not in the oil and gas business, but all of my friends are, all of my students are. If Trump wins, we're going to get a little more focus on the oil and gas industries, and that's going to help the economy down here, and it's going to help all my friends and all their family members. And so for me... I also think this, I also think what we've been doing 
under the presidency of Obama was an effort, uh, you know, in a specific direction. And I don't think it has been successful. Obamacare is devastated. My premiums for insurance yeah. triple in January. I have to get a completely different insurance program. It's ridiculous. Like, I am not I interested. I'm not interested in open borders. I'm not interested in everyone coming here. And, 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 I'm not and interested that's the in biggest supporting difference. everybody. I'm not interested in that. I'm a business owner. I can't afford all that. So that's the biggest difference for me. Is Donald Trump my... Uh, who I would choose to be the president? Absolutely not. Well, we picked him. One hundred percent. I we, did not pick him. One hundred percent not. We, but we, we the people. I do think him. change is necessary. Is he the change we need? I'm not sure. But he's I am a curveball. Yeah, he's a curveball. Okay, but tell you this: go up conspiracy theory. A lot of people believe that you know, you know, Democrats were behind putting Trump. So that Hillary would have an easy road to the thing. To, Trump to, is the easiest road to the White House for Hillary. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that. And I do believe Trump could be bought to do it. I do believe Trump could be a pawn. But I also believe that there's a lot of closet Trump supporters. Yeah. I think there's a Trump lot of supporter. people who do not want to talk about that they want to vote for Donald Trump. They're not on Facebook. And there's going to be a this is going to be a crazy one of the craziest elections. I'm terrified. No matter who wins, I feel like I'm voting for Rodeo Clown A or Ronald McDonald. I don't know what's going on here, but um, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say Donald Trump wouldn't be better for my specific position in the world. I think the, the biggest difference between the two is obviously their their immigration policy, <laughs> huge, vastly. Oh my goodness! Like, like man. I can, Open borders. I, I, I can tolerate Hillary. I, I really can. But man, when she was talking about just amnesty and all this stuff, I'm like, what? We no. can't afford it. No, we can't afford all that stuff. So, and, and it comes down to it comes down to re, like I hate to sound primitive, but it comes down to you know resources and, and who's paying for who's paying for these people. Ooh, but you know, hey, it's a life too. You know, yeah. And 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 that's one and that's one thing people are they're giving uh, a lot of you know we're trying to bring in all these Syrians to help them out. Oh, we got to do something, you know, but what's the best course of action and what's the screening policy, you know, and, and that's where the lines get blurred, you know, so. Uh, Absolutely. And another thing, man, you know, like, um, you know, a lot of people I see who, you know, who are, you know, supportive of Hillary and stuff are people that, um, you know, on some level, like, prefer a lot of assistance, like prefer to help be, be a little bit taken care of, you know, want free college and want free this and want free healthcare and want free, uh, you know, I'm the, per I'm one of the people who has to pay for that. And so I don't want free nothing. I want to pay for my own stuff and I want to pay for my kids own stuff and okay. I don't want to pay for everybody's stuff. All right, so, so this was the stuff, the five things that were found in the, in the WikiLeaks. Okay. Okay. Apparent transcripts of Clinton's paid speeches to, to Goldman Sachs. Whoa. Whoa, big time. They got some money. Uh, let's see. Clinton once said that politicians need to have both a public and a private position. Clinton's campaign was worried that certain parts of her paid speech would harm her candidacy. Bad blood ran deep between Chelsea Clinton and her father's top Clinton Global Initiative. Indeed, I don't know. All just BS. I mean, to be honest with you, like... They're both so crooked. It's it's a crooked scenario. Yeah, you know, and I, a lot of people were attacking Trump. You know, he doesn't release his tax records. Look, he's making it very clear that hey, I didn't pay taxes. 
Yeah. Because he worked the system. He he admits That's that. That's legal. What? Well, right. he, he admit he works the system, but no, it is legal. It is legal. It is it's legal, legal sure. by the laws that are in place, you know, so. Yeah, I'd like to see how Hillary got $500 million <laughs> in the last 15 years with no job and no business Paid and speeches. no company. Paid and speeches. No, $500 million. Paid speech. Genius Network does it, right? It's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> $500 million is crazy. So let's talk about punching people. Yeah, let's get to fighting. You know, we probably made we probably made six million enemies just now. No big deal. Um, they got a UFC fight night coming up, a couple weeks. Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, let's talk about a couple fights on there. One that I'm super excited about. A lot of people don't know about her, but Alexa Grasso. Uh, she is gorgeous. She is from Guadalajara, Mexico. She's been she's been fighting for a minute now in Invicta. She's incredible. One of my favorite fighters, and she's fighting Heather Joe Clark. And, and we've that, seen uh, yeah, we've Sonia seen versus Ferguson, yeah. Mexico City. We've seen uh, Heather Joe Clark before on the Ultimate Fighter, and I, I saw that she brought in uh, what's Pat Barry's girl's name? Oh, I don't even know. The little pixie-looking chick, um, Pat Berry. Oh, I don't know. I don't Pat know. Berry. Yeah. Anyways, he got he, his girls out there. I saw some Thug Rose is her name. Rose Namajunas. Oh. Okay. Rose Namajunas is out in Vegas training with Heather Joe Clark for this Alexa Grasso fight. But Heather Joe Clark's getting knocked out. Alexa Grasso is a monster. But I'm really looking forward to that fight. I'm super excited about it. Also on that card, Benel Dirus, Jiu-Jitsu Genius versus Rashid Magomedov. Uh, man, I'm really excited about these guys. This dude right here, Rashid Magomedov, um, and a ton of other Russians are immigrating to the U.S., training at AKA, and really making a stand in the UFC. Oh, these are all AKA guys. Yeah, dude. This guy's one of them. This uh, Magomedov guy, he's 19-1. and one. He's a monster. He fights at 135. Really devastating athlete. And uh, I look, I mean, he's got a tough fight. Benel Dirush ain't no joke, but Darush I look just forward. beat, uh, beat yeah. Michael Johnson. I think it was a controversial decision. This is going to be a grappling death battle. I look, I'm look. i excited about this fight. And then we got Ricardo Lamas versus Charles Oliveira uh, out of Houston. Um, you know, I think Oliveira, he's a very talented, he's a great fighter, but he, man, he, he's one of those guys, he gets to that top echelon, you know. Uh, he, he, he breaks. He kind of stumbles a little bit, and Lamas is for sure. The, the gatekeeper, you know, so I, this is definitely an even match, but a, a win over each other, I don't think it, call it catapults either of them, really. It's no, just kind of... It's just kind of another fight. They're both there. But I see know? Lamas winning. I see Lamas getting on top eventually in the stand-up because Olivar is going to catch him a couple times and, and he's going to throw some kicks and Lamas is going to put him on his back. I don't think Olivar could submit Lamas and I think Lamas is going to hit him with some grit. Dev- Lamas has some of the best ground and pound in MMA, sure. um, and I think he's gonna put some hammers on Olivara. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna finish him uh, in the third, second or third round. Just he's gonna beat him until he doesn't want to fight anymore. Uh, because we've seen Charles Olivara, and as long as he's winning, he's amazing. Lamas but once is, he starts getting beat up, and Lamas is good at breaking people. Lamas has a heart of a champion. One, yeah, one, one, one he characteristic about him, I mean, he, I mean, he can get hit, and I mean, he'll keep going. You know, so. This is an interesting fight, too, man. Diego Sanchez versus Marcin Held. A lot of people, UFC fans, don't know who Marcin Held is. Marcin Held is, uh, he's not from Russia. Maybe Russia. I think he's, 
Russian, Eastern European or something. The, Russian, the Eastern Bloc. Yeah, something, something like that. Like. But he's a leg lock wizard. We saw him in Bellator and a couple other promotions just leg locking, breaking people's legs. He's incredible. Diego Sanchez, in my opinion, should have a friend sit down with him and tell him it's time to retire. He'll probably still win by decision. Yeah, but for dude, sure. when you see I mean, Diego always... Sanchez in a person, what man, it's sad, you know? He's definitely yeah. suffering from some uh, trauma from fighting. Like his brain is, he's got a little of the shaky shakes. And a little, a, little shaky shit. A little confusy talk, and it, it really hurts my feelings. I think he needs to be done. And it's obviously affecting his decision-making when it comes to tattoo selection. Because his recent... What do you get? What do you just get? the worst tattoos ever. Yeah. Just the ones you saw on your uncle. Like sacrifice on your just stomach. Just terrible. Sacrifice on your stomach. The praying horrible. hands on uh, your ribs. Ro- only God can judge me. Crosses and stuff. Just uh, it's bad. Yeah. Tribal dubs. And then the main event, great fight. Great fight. Rafael Dos Anjos, Tony Ferguson. This is a main eventer of a pay-per-view card. This is a great fight. Tony Ferguson um, sometimes seems like he's a bumbling idiot when he's fighting. He sometimes has a weird stand-up style, and it looks like he's kind of uneducated. But, man, he finds a way to wrap a darts choke around your neck and put you to sleep. He's an extremely... High-level jiu-jitsu. High-level grappler. High-level jiu-jitsu. And submission-oriented and ready to finish people. And, dude, listen, he hits hard and he kicks hard. It's just not real clean, but it's violent and it's powerful. He's a killer. He's a finisher. He can submit you. I think Dos Anjos beats him up in five rounds. Now, Dos Anjos just coming off that loss from Eddie Alvarez. Um, Alvarez just... (laughs) Just came out here like he almost just had Samuels, just had that invincible feel yeah, to him, just and then caught him, and that's what happened. I mean, we got to talk about it. I want to talk about one more thing before we go into this. Um, but what are your thoughts on Ronda Rousey returning against Amanda Nunes? And listen. I'm going to let you talk for a second, but I need to go grab somebody to come in as a guest on this talk just to see what he thinks. I'm going to go get Professor Josh Artigue because he's got a, a somewhat of a... Biased? Biased. Biased. Approach. Yeah, he is just in love with her. So what do you think about it, Eric? Man, I, I'll tell you, I think it's kind of an easy fight for, uh, for Ronda coming back. Um, man, but... Who's to say where her mindset is? You know, uh, let me tell you this. Like, you get involved in, in movies and acting, and you you get exposed to a certain level of fame. It requires time. It requires energy, physical energy, mental focus, whatever. I don't believe you can do both. I don't. It, it, it's very hard to compete at both levels, but I think it's kind of a stylistically, I think it's kind of an easy fight for Ronda. But... Um, that first round, what's going to happen? You know, I had the anticipation for that. So we have Professor Josh Artigue here, who is a certified Ronda Rousey stalker and super fan. He dressed up like Ronda Rousey at the this year's Comic Con, um, and he'd like to give his two cents on how he believes Ronda Rousey's going to survive this encounter with this Brazilian death machine. Nunes? Yeah. Oh, I think she'll do fine. I mean, she's going to get fine. It's. I think Eric was talking about how, you know, you got to deal with that fame and stardom and making all those public appearances and moving around. I think that got to her head and got into it. 
And as a fighter, y'all know just as well as anybody, you got to be in camp, man. You got to be training. You got to get your head in the game. And if she puts her head in the game, there's nobody even close to her. Uh, I mean, it's it goes without saying. She's got a good work ethic. She puts her time in the gym. She'll handle that girl just fine. I, I, I don't see I don't see Noon's uh, being a, a death machine as you know as well you know as as far as like striking where the way um, home was yeah and uh, you know I think I mean on the ground I, I mean it's MMA I think Ronda's fine with her on the ground no problem I think one thing to note is when we saw Misha Tate Ronda Rousey three. It was a little bit closer fight than the other two. Um, and Misha Tate, on some level, matched Ronda strength for strength. Like, it, Ronda was technically better, mm-hmm. but it didn't seem like she was physically dominating Misha Tate. And there were some times where Misha Tate battled out of some stuff using pure strength, like battled out of some arm right. bars and battled out of positions using her strength and athleticism. And so Amanda Nunez... Armanda Nunes completely dominated physically Misha Tate. Like, she just athletically dominated her. She was just way bigger, way stronger. And, you know, she landed some decent punches, but Misha Tate looked to me like she was fighting a a, a fighter in a weight class above her. Mm -hmm. Although that wasn't the case. So, I'm interested to see how Nunes' athleticism bodes for this fight i also believe the mentality of ronda rousey will be interesting who's she training with is she with the same trainers who yeah i think she but she brought in some those cheese dicks that uh (laughs) wait they they got in a fight with uh with war doom and brown yeah he's a douchebag he's a douche glendale boxing club yeah she's still tarvegian or edmund edmund tarvegian or whatever yeah, she's still with Some him. Armenian, he's an Armenian, right? Armenian. I'm but sure she, he has a gold chain. But listen, for listen, sure. listen. Ronda Rousey is very loyal, and she's been with at that gym under Gokor and Edmund and Jean LaBelle and all those Armenians, North Hollywood, you West know, Hollywood yeah, area, yeah, for like, since she was a child. So she's yeah. not going anywhere, you know. She, well, they, you know, but on top of it, you t- you you got a group of people who believed in her from the beginning yeah. and and worked That's with true. her. And, and I mean, you don't. That's I, true. I, I'll give you I'll give you props on that. That you're gonna stick with it. I hope she brings in. I hope she brings in an MMA, a more of an MMA coach to kind of give her like. I agree. You know, let's you know let's round this because she's got a judo coach and she's got a suspect boxing coach. Is right. what these are the two things she's got. Edmund, I watched a boxing match of Edmunds the other day. It looked like a nine-year-old fighting for a lollipop. Just terrible. Like mm-hmm. his, his, I don't care what anybody says. Can fight, though, so. I don't care what anybody says. It's Russia. His, oh. he, he, he is not the striking coach. He sells himself to be. He is not. Uh, he is not. Like a who's your friend in uh, Colorado? Mark Ma- Montagna. Yeah. Mark Montagna is unbelievable. Factory X guy's unbelievable. Dwayne Ludwig, unbelievable. You can see it in their pad holding. You can see it in their coaching. You can see it in their yeah. development of strategy. You can see it in the way they build fighters. And you can also, as a professional athlete, people. you can see it in the lack of that in like a Ronda Rousey. The amount of time Edmund had with Ronda Rousey, she is still at a very elementary and no, they're, they're, uh, amateur boxing not only that, skill level. You, you, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Strategy-wise and putting the pieces together. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to be a hell of a jiu-jitsu guy, a hell of a judo guy, a hell of a kickboxing guy. 
But when you start getting the MMA and you got to sling those pieces together, that's where it gets tough. The advantage that she has is is that judo background, which allows you to handle the stand-up phase a lot better and and get that takedown. Which, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But what you're talking about with Tate, I think the reason with Tate got so well against her in the last fight is that familiarity that she yeah. had with her as yeah. well too. Yeah, and because you you kind of find those, you see those holes in her game. A strong you know. wrestling base is going to match up against a traditional. And then yeah. another thing, guys, look, you got we got to be honest. Like the Midas touch that Ronda Rousey had early in her career and earlier in her UFC, that that Tyson effect, right? That's gonna go away at some point. You know that you're not gonna be able to mystically dominate everyone early in the fight. It's just not gonna. It's not realistic. There's gonna be athletes who are gonna be introduced that are gonna have a little bit better understanding of your game plan, and you're gonna have to win a fight. You're not gonna be able to just be so exceptional at one aspect of the game that you overwhelm someone with a technical prowess that they're so underqualified to handle. Yeah. We saw her do that Except over and over and over. And in my personal opinion, the ability for her to do that is kind of drying up. It's not drying up because she's not good anymore. It's drying up because her game plan, her strategy, her uh, clinch game, the way she uses that Koshigaruma or the throw she uses to get to the ground is being harai, right? is being yeah. detailed. She uses a variation yeah, of Koshi, Koshi and Harai yeah. and Uchimata. But... Her methodology, the tools that she uses to get the fight where she wants to get it, are being analyzed and at a much greater level by coaches who are the best some of the best in the world, you know, and they're apart. breaking her down to where they know her Kouchi is going to set up the head and arm Koshigaruma. They know if she can't get between the legs, she's going to harai. They are building hip structures. And so that's sort of the problem. They're taking the magic away by breaking it down to such an elemental level that somebody like Amanda Nunes at an American top team Coached by with Olympic-level judo coaches, black belt-level jiu-jitsu guys, some of the best wrestling coaches in the country yeah. are going to watch thousands of hours and on some level give noons the ability to take the secrets away from a ronda rousey because there's nothing ronda rousey can do that we haven't seen so far and you know ronda team. rousey has been take you down armbar you since she was 10 years old well the, the you 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 uh, greg jackson proved the point with that i watched the holmes fight watching the holmes fight every time uh ronda came in with her hips you saw you saw holly sink her hips down mm -hmm. Just real basic judo defense that she used against her, and the problem was it was and with Ronda and I've, I've I, again I've been watching her since she was a kid compete. She gets frustrated. She gets easily. Yes. I don't want to say mentally broken, but when she hits those barriers, sometimes she doesn't. She doesn't rise do up to, well. Right. She doesn't rise mm -hmm. up to the level and change her game plan. And I think that comes from the simple fact is is that you don't have somebody in the gym saying, "Listen, yes, this works, but." You, if it doesn't you need to make sure you have a backup plan and a game yeah, plan right. and home did just that she blocked the hip toss several times after i mean that initial takedown that she got she comes back in thinking she can get it again and again and again and home's like oh i got and it now and every fighter is a head case every sure. fighter has these mental you know sometimes when you go into a fight yeah, but, and but, you just very like do the exact opposite you know the so, loss broke rousey 
You think broke, broke? Well, it's documented. You know, the loss broke Rousey. She wouldn't do... Like, she was unconsolable. She wouldn't do interviews. She was super pissed off. It was an emotionally crushing mm-hmm. thing. And, and and for Josh. And for I mean, Josh. <laughs> but she was, she was built up by the UFC propaganda machine and by the MMA propaganda machine to be, on some level... The female Hoist Gracie, undefeatable, unbelievable, almost the superhero status, which I think is wonderful. She was light years ahead, though. Yes, I mean, but, but when it all comes crashing down, it's hard to rebuild that well, empire. That, it's the hard you to up. rebuild that house, yeah. you know. And so I think she suffered a lot. And to be honest, in the last two years or 18 months since the fight... I don't think she's been training that 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 hard. I don't think she's been reinventing Ronda Rousey. I don't think she's been grinding herself to death. I know personally I know she's deeply into a relationship with somebody she's very in love with and you know as we all know that takes a lot of attention lot of away from you. your career. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of steam out of you. She's been seriously focusing on Hollywood and the movie industry and going to those kind of parties and meeting those kind of people and hearing the bullshit rhetoric. Like the rhetoric that says, why are you doing this to yourself for this little bit of money when you could come do these movies and make so much more money? It does start to have a mental effect on your decision-making process, on your hunger as a fighter, on your desire on your desire to say, I'm going to be the fucking best, dude. Fuck this shit. Fuck these, you know, Hollywood. I'm, I am a fighter. We don't see Ronda Rousey saying that. We don't see her attitude doing that. Look... She's going to make $10 million or $15 million, and that's going to get anybody to wake up, okay? So, you know, it's either here nor there. But for her to win this fight, there needs to be a – I agree with Josh. There needs to be a new trainer in her camp. There needs to be a reinvigoration of energy. And honestly, guys, she didn't have that much time. The fight's in, what, November, December? It's coming up quick. Uh, so I, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a hard fight for her on a lot of levels, but I'm interested to see. And let me just give you my two cents. I hope Ronda Rousey wins, and I hope this is what I hope for Ronda Rousey because I know watching her, I understand the spirit and the heart of a fighter. Her, her, the fight is no longer in Ronda Rousey, in my opinion. She doesn't want this life anymore. She doesn't want to do this anymore. She's got it to where she's going to make some money. But in my opinion, what Ronda Rousey should do is, you know, you got one life, man. Throw the dice. Go fight Amanda Nunes. If you beat Amanda Nunes, challenge Cyborg. Go fight Cyborg. Because let me just Ron, tell you if you're something. Listening, don't challenge Cyborg. If you but yeah, but listen, you gotta give it your shot. You only got one shot. She's only gonna have it's two or three brain. more fights. But listen, well, it was my brain. Look, if she beats Amanda Nunes and goes out there, she has the tools to beat Cyborg. What are her percentages? They're probably not that good. They're probably 25%, maybe 30%. But she has a clash of styles with Cyborg to where she can win that fight. And she doesn't want to fight anymore. So in my opinion, she throws the dice. She fights Nunes. She wins the title. She fights Cyborg. If she wins that fight, she goes down in history as like not the greatest female fighter, guys. Literally one of the greatest comeback stories one of the greatest fighters in the history of our of MMA she can go down and they're going to make movies about her she yeah. can open a chain yeah, of Ronda Rousey baby. schools for girls <laughs> yeah. she could literally make 
a billion yeah, dollars sure. off of her name if she goes win these two fights. Now, and in my opinion, I understand what you're saying about the brain damage and whatever, but it's worth the risk, dude. Throw the dice. You're in a position to yeah. where she can beat both these girls. And if she beats them both, and stands on that podium with that title yeah. and says, I'm retiring, I'm done with this, I'm going to focus on Hollywood, she's going to make a thousand movies. She'll make more martial arts movies than Bruce Lee. She will make more money winning those two fights than the UFC has made in the last 10 years because she will go down in history as not the greatest female fighter, but one of the greatest fighting stories that has ever happened on this planet. Guys, she is the child of an Olympic gold medalist. World champion. Olymp of, a, of a world champion and Olympic athlete. Yeah, Olympic. An Olympic happen, They didn't have coach. women's Olympic judo when her mom was competing. This girl has been trained as a child to be a fighter. Oh, she that? blew up onto the scene. She shocked everybody. She changed women's MMA. She fought a striker and she got knocked out and it devastated her. She found love and she found a relationship. <laughs> she came oh, back God. and won the title oh, and then damn. she fought <laughs> the scariest fighter yeah, in women's history yeah. and she won. Dude, this is a Cinderella yeah. fairy tale story. If she can put it, put if she can pull it off, it literally changes the game. They'll make a movie called Rhonda that everyone will go see and tell their children about. It's worth it to take that risk. It may not work out that way, but it's worth it to take the risk. I think he was taking lessons from Suzanne Collins on that. That was deep. That was. I, I just was, think that was that was the best. I just think if she wins it, dude, it's like <laughs> dude, I would expect that from Josh. But. <laughs> Well, man, look, I'm a champion. I I'm happy for anybody's success, and I, I think mm -hmm. she deserves it. And I'd love to see her come back and just dominate and, oh, you know, ride off into the sunset. There you go. Let's be honest, though. She's got two bad bitches in her way because Amanda Nunes ain't laying no, down no, for no, her, no. and Cyborg's coming to eat her soul. Yeah. So she's got yeah, well, two wait. big problems. Cyborg I think Cyborg can make 45. I think they could catch at 40. I just think I this think is it, what I, I think. They caught it forty. I think if they caught it forty with all of the nonsense that's going on about this, about oh this and wait this and wait that, I think if they caught it forty, that would be you know that would be that a middle fair, ground. Right, yeah, it would fair. be a good middle ground for them. Mm -hmm. The only problem I have with your theory, the only problem I have with your theory, she beats Noons, <clears throat> then she goes on and, and fights Cyborg, and she beats Cyborg. They're gonna holler for the rematch. Holmes. You know, oh. uh, well, not not necessarily Holmes, but you know, Cyborg's gonna holler for. Yeah, me. but yeah, all you all you all player. you do is this. All you, I understand and yeah. I agree with you. Right. You win that title, you take your gloves off, you put them in the middle of the ring, you get on your knees in front of them, you do some weird Japanese bow <laughs> stuff, and you make a ceremonial display of your retirement yeah. and you say I'm done guys my heart's not in well we want a rematch well I'm not giving you a rematch I'm finished with this you're terrifying you're amazing you'll probably destroy me in the rematch but I'm done my career's over I'm going to Hollywood and no one would slight her for it Oh, there yes, will always <laughs> be naysayers yes, but after they die in two or three years that story will be told forever I think so no I, I want to see you do the book too let's let's move on <laughs> children's book as well guys let's move on we just got a couple fights to talk about uh greatest card in ufc history yeah for sure no this is great greatest card in ufc history a ufc 205 just i don't even know a huge win for mma a huge a win whole. for mma as a whole and you mma is taking a big loss right now it looks like we're gonna lose george st pierre 
to uh, Bellator, possibly World Series of Fighting. Well, I believe he tried to work out a deal to fight. Uh, he tried to fight in the UFC again, and just it's not working out. Didn't yeah. work out. I guess I don't, he wanted too much money. Well, I think you know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I mean, I don't think he deserves the money he's asking. He's asking you know, like ten million or something. Well, I like think that, he's or... asking for more money than like a Conor McGregor, and you know the amount of money Conor McGregor's made the UFC in excess of a hundred million dollars in the last year. Uh, Justifies. Warrants. You just look at the gross. Yeah, it, it, it warrants GSP. a guy like Conor McGregor to be making a two, three million dollars a fight for a guy like GSP who you know put me to sleep on many occasions oh, watching his fights. Look, I think he's brilliant uh, tactician, but he's put me to sleep on many fights. Jazzing for twenty five minutes. You know, for a guy like that who is not exciting who doesn't have a huge fan base behind him anymore, who most of the kids in our academy who are training MMA don't even know. They have no idea who the hell GSP is. How crazy is that? They don't even How know who he is. is they that? don't even care. And so on some level, I think the new UFC management is justified in saying, hey, buddy, we'd love to have you as a part of the organization, but you're not worth that money. GSP, and he's not. GSP he's not. leaving the 170 division was the best thing that ever happened to the UFC. The best Th- Think thing. about just the fights that we got from GSP I just never, leaving. I don't want to watch to it. I don't want to watch the jab, jab, single leg, jab, jab, double leg, jab. I just don't want to watch it. Until I just don't want to watch it. You know, I don't want to watch you're it. Pregnant. You're one of the best <laughs> in the world that I don't want to watch fight. And look, you know, Christian has a big argument. He's like, yeah, but he's the best in the world. I don't care. I like watching it. I like. I'm not I, saying I'm, I'm I don't purist. like watching it. I'm, I'm not like saying I don't it. like watching it. What I am saying is I do wake up. Four hours after the fight's over with slobber all over my face, and I fell asleep in the middle of the second round. And I'm a fighter, you know, I'm a coach. I can't watch. I mean, you could say that's like Mayweather. I mean, I don't like to watch Mayweather. I disagree. I I like like Mayweather. I I I mean, but. You know, but that's people. That's personal opinion. But when most of the opinion, I think you're being, un- I think you're being racist. Black he, Lives Matter. Hey, 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 hey. The uneducated <laughs> fan is not going to appreciate it. Right. Well, it's not. It's yeah. not just same, uneducated same with Mayweather. Look at Walmart. I'm an uneducated fan. I just you're don't. Not, I don't want to watch a guy no. not trying to finish the fight for 25 that, that, minutes. And that's just it. You look at McGregor, he throws everything to the wind, and he's out there and he's ready to fight. I don't enjoy, care. Yeah. I enjoy don't. his dominance. I enjoy his dominance. What you going to do about it? Get up. Right. The Diaz you got 25 brothers. minutes. Get up. Yeah, you can't. The Diaz brothers. You can't. I'm on top of you. Exactly. The Diaz brothers get out there. They throw caution to the wind. They take chances. They go yeah. out there. They hustle. That's what's fun to watch them fight. Even that old exactly. man this past weekend. Even the old man this past weekend Dan threw a so freaking cartwheel kick. Cartwheel kick at the end. All right. Let's get with UFC 205. We're going to start further down the card. <clears throat> let's just get you guys' opinions. Rashad Evans versus Tim Kennedy. The fight's happening at 185, not 205. Rashad's dropping down. Oh, 185. Uh, he, he's, he's older. He's a little bit older to be cutting down to 185. For you guys that don't know, Tim Kennedy and I go back a long time. We're really good friends. He is a ex-Special Forces oh, no, Green Beret sniper. No, he doesn't do it anymore. He uh, he works in a, in a very limited uh, capacity. Um, he doesn't still... He's not active duty. Anymore. I thought he just got back from deployment not too long ago. No, he's doing uh, some filming stuff. Oh, and some, okay, right. He may go over there for some type of business things, but he's not active military. Oh, okay. uh, he did actually recently film a movie. I can't uh, wait to watch it. A TV show down in Argentina, which actually found a ton of evidence that Adolf Hitler escaped Germany and lived down in Argentina for the last 35 years of his life. Mind blown. To the point where they have 
family pictures and Adolf Hitler's in all the pictures. No and way. there's kids there with his called? genealogy code, with, with his German ancestor. There's an entire villages of German people right. in this area who all came across at the end of World yes. War II. And what they're saying is a lot of those people were SS. No, no, that's been documented who, long, long time. Well, now. they're yeah. saying Adolf Hitler was there with them and created, there's a gigantic bunker there. Underneath the ground in Argentina. Well, a lot of the Germans did escape and it did they, escape most Argentina. Of them went to, yeah, they tried to get to South America. America. But there's a ton of evidence. And when I asked Tim Kennedy face to face, like, was was that all Hitler really in Argentina? He said, Oh, absolutely. He was there. He's not still there, but yes, he was 100% there. That's crazy. He's crazy, huh? It's it's out already. I forgot the name of it. But hey, look, I am, I'm going for the shocker. I think Rashad Evans is done. I think Tim Kennedy fights doesn't fight all the time so he doesn't get burnt out he's not in the gym all the time he has a whole bunch of other things in his life he fights when he wants to he probably fights once maybe Talks twice mad a year. shit on twitter but he is gonna dust off Rashad Evans I think he ground yeah. smashes him he's a better wrestler mm-hmm. really good jujitsu tight compact he's not gonna get into a swinging war with Rashad Evans I see the fight going Tim Rashad, Kennedy who did Rashad just lose to uh, I They're forgot. Devastated, right? Yeah, Someone, got it was kind of bad. Out. It was like sad. Yeah, it was like oh, sad. Geez. You got knocked out. So I think I think Rashad's done. Next fight, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Literally the most terrifying fight in the UFC at any weight. Twenty three and zero, complete death machine. Dominates people, treats them like children. Versus, and it pains me to say, Michael Johnson. We okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's recording. Uh-huh. Michael Johnston recently defeated our friend Dustin Poirier. So I hope Khabib Nurmagomedov wins this fight via 14 second knockout. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk. Man, I was a. I mean, Michael Johnston. Man, Best Michael Johnston we've ever seen. Man, I, you know, and people were saying, you know, uh, I thought Dustin was. He fought a good fight. You know, he was. Within the very first minute, I thought he was moving in and out real well. He would do it with the one two, and he tried to come with the, that third one. And yeah. just Michael Johnson threw a punch that went from left field, yep. came around Dustin's hand, caught Dustin coming in. And look at the high level. That look, you're in the top five at 155. You oh, get yeah. hit one time, it, you're going down. You know, so well, he walked, walked right into. Yeah, I was saying walked into, but he got caught in that power range. And the difference between Dustin and Khabib is that 